The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome. Here we are once again. Um, I hope that you're happy about that. You are tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. And today we're going to um, talk about the power of the mind. I remember when um, I think this goes back probably way 60s, 70s. I remember reading this quote and it said, if you don't like what's going on, change your mind. And from that point on, there was a part of my brain that understood that I was accountable for my experience. I understood that what I thought, what I focused on, I could create. So today, we're going to be talking about six mindsets. There's certainly not an exhaustive list, but there are six that we've kind of singled out for um, focus. And um, before we go there, I think we ought to maybe set the context. Uh, yeah, I, I think so, Tom. You know, and I, and I would add here, when we talk about mindsets, we're also talking about heart sets, if you will. Oh, good, yeah. So this yeah. is not just a mental body exercise. It's combining the creative power of God through our heart, through our mind, through all our chakras to position ourselves for what God has, the path that he has for us. And I'd like to just kind of, again, if I may set the stage a little bit here, gentlemen, in the sense that the spiritual path is a path. You walk it, and there's things that happen and things that you react to and so forth. It's not a passive, I want to be spiritual kind of thing. You know, I had a huge misconception of the spiritual path when I started out. I thought I just prayed and then waited for God to pour his blessings down on me. Oh, me too. And, of course, he has. But I think the whole point is that there is a spiritual path, the path to the ascension, that we must walk if we're going to become immortal. You know, the soul is not immortal until we ascend. If we're going to become one with our Christ self, if we're going to ascend, there is a spiritual path we have to walk, and there are tests and what we call initiations along the way that we have to pass to progress. Therefore, how we approach these things, how we approach the spiritual path, is actually very key, because if we don't understand the path, what to expect and what the tests are, then we're going to fail them. Yeah, and I, I would jump in here and say that this is happy news. Because this gives us a template, a blueprint, if you will, for following this path. You know, a lot of times you feel kind of lost or adrift. and You wonder, what, how are you going to figure things out in your life? Well, this is a prescribed path, if you will. It gives you yardsticks, gives you standards to achieve. And it's something that you can really smile about because your soul is happy to know it's finally found the beam. Well, it's so different from what the world teaches. The, you know, traditional Christianity teaches 
give your heart to Jesus and you're saved. And then, you know, just be pretty good. You don't have to be super good, but be pretty, pretty good. good. And you'll get to heaven, yeah. you know, for eternity. There's not, they're not telling you what you have to do. And yet, you know, the book of Revelation, Jesus says, the place in heaven is reserved for those that are the overcomers. Yeah. Well, if you have to overcome, what do you need to overcome? And what's the roadmap? And what are the mindsets or hard sets you need to get there? And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Which is great. And I think this also harkens back to a theme that, you know, Terry, you've been with us the whole time here. You know, yeah. we talk a lot about being a co-creator with God and understanding that every thought, word, motive, and deed creates and that we are accountable. And again, it goes back to what I said a moment ago about if you don't like what's going on, change your mind. You have the power. You know, you can, you can create the life that you want here and now as well as focus, as you were saying, Sid, on the life that you hope to achieve as an overcomer. So um, let's kind of dive into these, um, these six mindsets. I'm going to read them as we've kind of plotted them out here, and then we'll start with our first one. But okay. here they are. Um, are you willing to get up every time you fall down? That's number one. Number two, can you overcome pain, yours and others? Number three, can you handle your karma and pass your tests? Something harkens back to what you said a moment ago, Sid. Are you willing to surrender those things that keep you stuck? Are you willing to forgive? And can you keep your eyes on the prize? So let's go back to number one. Yep. Are you willing to get up every time you fall down? Well, yeah, and I had a kind of a personal story here. I just kind of made some notes before the show and... Uh, there was a there was a point in my career when I was on the road entertaining and performing where uh, I decided to buy a, a a very nice travel trailer. Oh, <laughs> was that a run, a run amuck? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a run amuck. I don't think so. Oh, it was a Winnebago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was uh, it was a very expensive one, and uh, I thought, well, I need to have that, you know. <laughs> and it, I'll tell you what it was. It was like. Uh, like $14,000, which was the nicest one back then. So that would translate into, what, 140000 today, <laughs> price of gas, yeah. you know, 10 times. I guess we'd have to know what back then actually means. Well, early 70s. Oh, way back. Yeah, 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 way, way back. <laughs> so I bought this travel trailer, and uh, lo and behold, uh, I won't go into all the details, I lost it to a fire. It was very, very traumatic. I was, uh, I was, at, a, I was at a motel. It was out in the back. It caught fire. And uh, I tried, I, it was very, very traumatic, and I tried to figure out, well, the first thing I did was I drew a hot tub of water, I got in that tub of water, and I started talking to God. I said, God, what is this all about? Hmm. And um, lo and behold, as things turned out, it got replaced by the insurance company, I decided to give it to the church, it was just that my payments were equal to what my tithe would be, so God was moving along. And so I, I was able to get up. It was, uh, I fell down. I was able to get up. And it was a, it's a beautiful story. It's, it's an internal story that I'm, I'm always grateful that I under, underwent. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sid. I say don't underestimate. It seems in some way the worldly and mundane things are sometimes our biggest tests. And yeah. because there's something in there that, that triggers something else that, that make it a test. But I think one of the key things here, and I think uh, this, are you willing to get up every time you fall down? The Ascended Master El Moria told us, if you get up every time you fall down, you will make your ascension. Wow. Yeah. And, or you only have to get up one more time than you fall down to make your ascension. Yeah. So when you think about that, it's an attitude, a be attitude, that life has surprises. Karma brings surprises. The spiritual path has surprises. But are we willing to keep on keeping on no matter what life deals us? And yeah. that's not a small thing. 
Because at a certain point, people say, it's too much. I can't deal with it anymore. Yeah. You know, I've done my part. God, you haven't done yours. Da-da-da-da-da. Right. Yeah. And so it's an attitude that I'm going to keep going and get up every time I fall down. And, you know, we don't need to talk about it at any great length today necessarily, but you do bring up something else about cursing God. A lot of times when we fall down, we blame others and or God. You know, why did you let this happen to me? Right. Right. And it's so important, Tom, because if we understand karma and that what comes to us is something we have sent out, and it could be 50,000 years ago just coming home to roost today, it's not God punishing us for, because we're sinners. It's energy we have sent, up that, sent out that's returning to us for resolution, which is actually a good thing. Right. And so sometimes it's very painful, but we have the tools of the violet flame. We have a spiritual understanding. And if we know that it's something we've done, hey, I want to fix this. I want to write. It doesn't mean it's easy. But it gives you a very different attitude than cursing God, which leads you no place. Well, no, it leads you someplace, but it's not where you want to go. <laughs> exactly. And you don't really have to know what it was. I mean, this fire that I experienced yeah. could have been 10,000 years ago or my last lifetime. Yeah. But once I, once I started learning about karma, then it all made sense. I said, hey, great. I'm glad I had that opportunity. And, and I think right there, you know, you allude to one of the key ingredients of the mindset, which is gratitude. Yes. You know, say thank you. You don't want to say, okay, Lord, supersize it. You want to go there. <laughs> but, you know, say, okay, I, I am grateful for this opportunity to learn. I'm grateful that I fell down to have the opportunity to choose right. to get back up. And that doesn't mean it's not difficult. Oh, no. By because they are difficult tests. But it's very different approaching it on your own, trying to fill it, <clears throat> figure it out, what's going on here, than to say, okay, God, I don't know the reason for this. But I want to get through it. I invoke the presence of the angels. I'm going to use the violet flame. Help me to be God victorious in this. And you know what? You can be helped. It's your karma. Yeah. And you need to, to learn your lesson or whatever. But the angels are ready to help you. They're waiting. They're they, waiting. They're waiting. You know, and one other thing I, I, I was kind of chuckling a moment ago when you were talking, Terry. Mm-hmm. That is that these mindsets, we frame them in the, in the form of a question. And so, of course, the answer, everybody, is yes. <laughs> you know, are, you will, are you willing to get up every time you fall down? Yeah. Say yes, say and then yes. say thank you. And then look, you know, we don't necessarily invite the next one. It's going to come anyway. But, you know, this is why we're here. We want to go home. We want <laughs> we to make our ascension. We want to get out of Dodge. This is the time and opportunity we have it. And so we gird up our loins, so to speak. And, hmm. you know, it is a challenge. But if you keep on keeping on, if you get up one more time than you fall down, you will make your ascension. And, and, and you, know what? <laughs> you know what I found myself doing? If I spill something, for instance, <laughs> spill something all over the floor, I go, hey, praise God, I get a chance to exercise. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. And, you know, and if you really do start looking at things like that, oh. it's, it's a whole different world. Oh, yeah, and not only that, but when the, that little entity, that little devil kind of tweaks you and wants to yeah. make you get angry to yeah. take some of your light, you're laughing at that little imp. And they can't stand that. I know. They'll leave you alone finally because, hey, I wasn't getting the desired response here. I'm leaving. (laughs) Go next door. I I got a quick story. I used to be really, I I don't like cursing, you know. It's always bothered me, just the vibration of it and so Mm -hmm. forth. And, you know, when people hurt themselves or they do something, a lot of times they'll start cursing about it. So I decided every time I hurt myself, I was going to praise God. Okay. And it shifts it a little bit because, (laughs) you know, it, it, turns the, the, the energy around a little bit. Yeah. And you know, when you bear pain, sometimes whether it's physical illness or physical pain, you can ask God to let that suffering that you're going through be used to help someone else. That oh, changes everything. Oh, and what a great thing to, to remind everybody of. That you can actually share that in such a way that the blessing is, keeps on giving. Yeah. 
Yeah. Know? By the way, um, we, we're, we're coming up on a break here pretty soon. And before we get there, I did want to mention one thing. In our last show, we alluded to the sacred adventure, the spiritual quest. And we had invited you to come along with us on this. Well, two things. One, this entire endeavor is a spiritual quest. <laughs> but in, in specific form, we were going to be going week by week through what we call the sacred adventure. And I just want to let all of you know who are looking forward to that to continue to look forward to it because we will get there. Today we just decided we would go to the mindset issue and the mind power issue because this is one of the context contexts within which we can have that sacred adventure and have it really be meaningful. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mention that to everybody who had, had listened to us tease this whole concept of the spiritual quest. Of course, we're going to continue with that um, probably next week. And uh, we'll say a bit more about that in a little while. Now, before we go to the break, um, because you mentioned this, and I think we all can, every time we fall down, there is a bit of skin-knee aspect to this. There is pain. The second question, the second mindset is, can you overcome pain, yours and others? And uh, we can define the others in a moment, but let's start with, again, can we overcome pain, particularly our own? Well, um, yeah. The answer is yes. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) the answer is yes. I think of the time when I got hit by a car in high school, and, and uh, you know, it's had repercussions all through my yeah. life. Uh, and every time I think about it, I'm so blessed. I got, I got hundreds of stories I could tell. That's why I'm chomping at the bit to get this memoir thing done, you know? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we're taught to avoid pain. And, right. you know, we don't go seeking pain. I mean, you know, <laughs> we don't. But and it's, there's physical pain and there's emotional pain. And sometimes on the spiritual path, this pain is necessary. First of all, physical pain does transmute karma. Okay, so And you can do the violet flame and mitigate 90% of it, but there still may be some physical pain. Right. But the toughest pain, I think, in many ways is the emotional pain, the trauma, the losses, the hurts. Sure. And, you know, we ha- you know, Mrs. Prophet has taught that pain is the portal to bliss. And, boy, that's one I had to think about for a long time. (laughs) Well, how could that be? Mm -hmm. What happens is emotional pain, if you go at it the right way and ensure and bring God in this and work through these issues, can actually free us from patterns and karmas that have besieged us literally for eons. And so pain can be very liberating, if we understand that. Maybe when we come back, Tom, we can explore that a little more. Well, let's pick up on that point. I think it's time now we took a short break. Um, Please stay with us, everyone. We're going to continue with our discussion of what we're calling the six mindsets here, mindsets for success, spiritually in particular. So uh, we'll come back and continue on as soon as uh, the break is over. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org 
slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. You are tuned to The Open Door, Ascended Masters Online Radio. Now, before the break, we were talking about one of the um, six mindsets we've decided to focus on today, and that number two was, can you overcome pain, yours and others, Sid? Yeah, and I wanted to add something here about pain, because of a lot of pain, and the most difficult pain, I think we agree, is emotional pain. And one of the things that the Ascended Masters really much encourage us to do is work on our psychology and do inner child work. Because, you know, we have a lot of pain. I mean, every one of us has pain from childhood, and, you know, it's like that old cartoon uh, Gary Larson was, you know, it's a society for normal parents and there's you know, nobody in the audience. Right, sort of yeah. so, so we all have that pain, not only from this childhood, but other childhoods. So, you know, work on your psychology and this will help alleviate a lot of emotional pain. Yeah. But you know what? I, I did a lot of inner child work years ago and I had a therapist I was working with and she said, bring in your, your wisdom figure. That's the way she put it. Well, of course, I had Jesus with me through the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. to help me bring, to spiritualize what I was going through. Because we're not, again, talking about a mental body exercise exclusive of God. We include God because that brings forth true healing. So if you want to be free and resolve pain, you know, you may need to do some inner child work. And I doubt that there's anybody that I know that doesn't need this at some point in their life. So work in the very practical ways the world has given us on your psychology to resolve this inner pain. We're going to be talking about forgiveness later on, which, as we know, can be a source of a lot of pain. But make sure you include God in everything you do. Um, and that will bring the true resolution. Well, and, uh, yeah, and we, and we have some books uh, by Reverend uh, uh, Denise Booth. Uh, no, Marilyn uh, Barry. Marilyn Barry. Yeah, that's that, right. Yeah. That deal with the uh, psychology. Child, yeah. the psychology. Sacred psychology. Excellent. Yeah. 
Yeah. And your wife is a psychologist. She is. Yeah. She's had her work cut out with me, but she's doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and of course, when you get into that inner child, you are tapping the source of a lot of your joy. You know, so this can be a very happy happy process yeah. to engage you know, yourself it's, in. It's, it's, don't avoid pain. You know, this is what the world does. Why do people drink? Why do they take drugs? Why do they they're live avoiding. their lives through fantasy baseball or something? You <laughs> hey, know? wait a minute. They're, they're trying <laughs> yeah. to, not that, you know, fantasy <laughs> baseball is bad, but you know, people are trying to avoid pain. Why do people take up alcohol? It's to numb the pain. Yeah, indeed. Don't be afraid of the pain. Get the help you need to deal with it because if you avoid it, it's going to repeat itself over and over and over again. It doesn't go away. Just because you die, you're going to come back with that same inner pain if you don't resolve it. So we don't welcome pain, but we are mature in accepting it because it's telling us something. Well, and it is a way out. I mean, this is a way to to rise above where we're stuck most of the time. So this again, this is really good news, you know, that you can take this path and you can get a Well, over. the world isn't telling you this, is it? Well, no. You know, and think <laughs> of this. You know, when a toothache's gone, it's gone. You don't think about your toothache you had, you know, a year ago, do you? <laughs> no. And so pain isn't forever. But if you don't resolve it, it can be forever in one form or another. Well, yeah. And isn't one of the noble truths that life is suffering? Yeah. You know, so I think but it's that, also joy, you know. Well, I think Buddha had a smile on his face when he said exactly. that. Exactly. We're going home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if we have to go through some of this stuff that we've created in this life or other lifetimes, then praise God we have the opportunity and the tools to do so. Indeed. You know, and uh, I need to jump ahead a little bit here to the second half of this question. Can you overcome pain, yours and others? We should probably explore a bit about what's, what, what does others' pain have to do with us? Well, would that be family members that we can pray for? I think it's anybody. Uh, I think that can we overcome another's pain who perhaps is, I wouldn't say entrapped us, but sometimes we get entangled in others' pain. We, we get entangled in their drama. Oh, I see. Know? Yeah, and there's, there's actually something like if you're standing in someone's aura, uh, you know, like if you're at a funeral and, and someone you you embrace someone that's crying, sure. you're liable to start crying. That shows you how how the auras affect one another. You well, know? yeah, and, and let me say this too: that we often think about sympathy as a good thing, but sympathy is agreement with limitation. What we're really wanting to say is you can empathize with yes. someone else. You can acknowledge perhaps that they have this pain, but you don't have to interact with it. Right. And you can be sensitive, you can be empathetic, you can have your heart just open wide and not buy into their pain because you know better. I mean, we understand that pain is transitory and it's probably at some point and some level illusory. And there's a reason for it, too. And, uh, you know, don't, we don't, you don't have to resolve every person's problem. Sometimes just being there and supporting them through their hour of pain. Because God may have brought certain pain to them for a reason, yeah. you know, for a lesson they need to learn. So don't, don't prevent God from teaching that lesson. Have compassion, have love, have support, and don't be afraid of other people's pain. You know, and don't feel you have to fix it no. or don't avoid it. Now, that's a real, I think it's a very key thing. Is that, um, you talk about avoiding our own, our own pain, painful situations. I think a lot of people tend to avoid others' pain. Because they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to deal with it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, what do I do? You know, and I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to, you know, clam up. Yeah, so so have an open heart because people do need compassion. Listen with your heart. They need support, you know. Even though the pain, the lessons we learn from pain are individual, there's nothing wrong with having a support group around you that said, you know what, you need to pass this, but I'm your friend and I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, now, and this dovetails perfectly into the next mindset. Before we go through, let me say, as as a husband... 
You've got to be a listening, a sounding board sometimes. Mm. Don't try to fix everything your wife is saying. <laughs> Just listen yeah. with an open they, they heart. Should, they should, that should be a, a class that all husbands are required <laughs> right. to take. Because I, it took me years to figure out that she didn't want me help resolve the problem. Don't we just want to talk it. about it. Just <laughs> listen to me. Yes. I want to talk about uh-huh. it. Yes, okay, yes dear. Uh-huh. Yes, dear. <laughs> well, with the segue into, and this is probably germane, <laughs> can you handle your karma and pass your tests? Here's a great mindset to kind of maintain because obviously we want the answer to be yes, we can handle our karma and pass our tests. But underlying this question is, are we willing? Well, this is it. You know, <laughs> it takes, when, when people first learn about karma and reincarnation, they go, whoa, not only am I responsible for this lifetime, <laughs> but for hundreds or thousands of other lifetimes, this is too much. I can't deal with it. Yeah. And so it takes a recognition, a sense of responsibility that said, I want to go home. I want to walk this path that Jesus walked, the masters have walked. I want to go home. And I must begin by accepting accountability and responsibility for my karma. I'm going to turn around and start the journey home. And I know God's not going to give me more than I can handle. But what he does send to me, I am going to take responsibility for. But the good news is we have the violet flame, which can mitigate a great portion of karma. Maybe not all of it, because there's some things we'll still have to learn. Mm -hmm. But it, it makes it doable. It makes it very possible. And St. Germain says if we will make the effort to give the violet flame, we can make our ascension either in this life or the next one if we're starting late. I mean, that's a great promise when you consider we have thousands of lifetimes. Oh, yeah. So, yes, it takes courage to acknowledge your karma, but we have the tools to deal with it. That's the miraculous thing about it. God has not left us comfortless. Right. And, and it's an absolutely essential component to our ascension that we balance that karma. We should make, we've made this point before. But it is one of the prerequisites of the ascension is to balance at least 51% of your karma. So you do want to welcome it. You want it to say, I'm not only willing to handle it, but I welcome it. The word of caution, don't ask for more. <laughs> you get kind of fired up. Oh, boy, this God is good. God will give you plenty. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, asking yeah. for yeah. more. So that's what you said earlier but, at the beginning. But don't, don't be a karma supersize. dodger. You know, right. People become karma dodgers. Well, I'll deal with my karma later. Well, yeah. we've been doing this, folks. <laughs> For got pretty hundreds good and it. thousands <laughs> of lifetimes, we've been avoiding our karma. Yeah. The day has come to turn around, say, God, I am coming home. Take my hand. I'm going to take accountability. Mm-hmm. And if it seems overwhelming, why would you do it? For the joy of overcoming. Indeed. Well, you know, another thing, the, the beauty of this path is knowing that the ascension is the goal. And I equate it a, uh, a little bit like going through school. You have to know that graduation after 12th grade, for instance, <laughs> is the goal. You're going to, you, you want to make that and, and you have your tests, you know, take out a clean sheet of paper, paper and number from 1 to 25. <laughs> How many times did we have to do that for 12 years? <laughs> you know, I want to talk about enlightened self-interest. Good. Okay. It's, in, it's enlightened self-interest to want to balance your karma. And I'll tell you, you know, the obvious reasons to make your ascension. But if we don't, for instance, balance our karma with people, we're going to keep encountering them over and over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. And literally, if, for instance, you know, if you can't resolve something with someone else, you're going to keep re-embodying and facing that person until you both of you have reached that point of resolution, or at least you do in terms of, of you can't control the other. But right. we are destined to repeat these things over and over again. If you want more pain, you know, then keep doing what you're doing. Right. But if you balance the karma, then you can move on you could, instead of just carrying that burden forever. Yeah. Well, again, this does go back to if you don't like what's going on in this particular case, you know, your karma repeating itself, change your mind, i.e., balance it, deal with it, confront it, get through it, you know, move on. Well, look at this way. We're going to deal with, we're gonna deal with pain tests. in life one way or the other. Right. We can pretend or avoid it or become alcoholics or whatever, but the pain is going to be there. 
and it's not going to go away until we resolve to balance that karma. So I mean, who wouldn't want to balance the karma? You don't want to bring in body and go through this over and over and over again. No. That's what we've been doing. Have the courage to take a stand for the God within you and that path that is before each one of us, if we will choose to walk and honor Jesus and his example by walking the same path he walked. And again, we want to remind everybody as often as possible, this is not just doable. It's a joyful path. Right. What else do you do? You want to suffer pain for no reason, yeah. or do you want to suffer a little pain because there's steps on your way home? Yes. And the ascended masters are funny. You know, <laughs> they really are. I think they have a, you know, they have a real good time with us sometimes. You know, we've got to remember that they were funny before they left. I mean, there are a lot of stand-up comedians that are uh, ascended masters <laughs> right. now, so to speak. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, I'll tell you a funny story they pulled on me once, and that was. You know, I got thinking about humility, you know, and this is a quality we're all supposed to have. So one day I said, well, I'm going to pray that God will give me lessons of humility. Well, I got to tell you, I made that prayer one day. <laughs> it was, I mean, I got home at the end of that day, and I told my wife what happened that day. And it was funny. I mean, I became non-existent to everyone else in the world. And so, you oh know, it's just an understanding that you can smile, don't take your human consciousness seriously, right. but take the path very seriously, because yeah. it is our way home, so... Well, you know, again, that that's, goes back to the cautionary note made a, a few minutes ago. Be careful what you ask for. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you wish for. <clears throat> because you may get it. Yeah. So be, Isn't yeah. it exciting to have the thought that the God and the angels will take you where you need to go? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, there'll be surprises. And some of them, maybe not what you were asking for. <laughs> yeah. But there's a purpose and a reason for it. If you have the mindset that God, because I have determined to return home to God, Mm -hmm. that what he brings me is God's will, and I'm going to do my very best to deal with it and be victorious. Yeah. And victorious as in passing all of our tests. Amen. Or as many as we can. (laughs) Well, on that note, we need to take another break. When we come back, we'll continue with our discussion of the six spiritual mindsets. Let's call them that. And we'll be talking about, among our favorites, forgiveness. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. 
These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And once again, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. You are tuned to The Open Door, Ascended Masters Online Radio. Now, today we're talking about the six spiritual mindsets for success. And, of course, we're speaking specifically of spiritual success, but I'm assuming we all understand we could apply these anywhere in our lives. Sure. You know, materially, emotionally, psychologically, etc. So far, we've covered, are you willing to get up every time you fall down? Are you uh, able to overcome pain, yours and others? Can you handle your karma and pass your tests? Now, the next question, the next mindset that that question sets up is, are you willing to surrender those things that keep you stuck? So let's go there. Are you willing to surrender those things that keep you stuck? Well, I think this is a a very interesting spiritual teaching because no one is saying today you need to surrender. What does that mean, surrender? Do I have to give up what I like, Hmm. what I want to keep? And surrender is a spiritual concept. And the core of it is giving everything you are to God and letting God give back to you those things that he wants you to keep. And, you know, it's not a one-time thing. And the great news is surrender is incremental. You know, you don't have to give up everything at once because some people, you know, they may not want to, you know, uh, change, you know, the laundry they go to. It may be a big surrender for them to, you know, go someplace <laughs> else. I mean, yeah. that's trivial. Right. But there are also very major things in our psychology, our world that need to surrender. So it's a spiritual concept, and we take it, as I said, in degrees. Well, sometimes we get stuck in places like wanting to be right. Yeah. You know, and, of course, we all have, we're, we're married <laughs> happily, and we know that in a relationship a lot of times there are things where you do get stuck. You yeah. get stuck in a pattern of behavior. You get stuck in a mindset very difficult sometimes to dislodge it. Right. We have to be willing to surrender those things that are literally holding us back. If we look at that from that standpoint, and that's this again, another this is good news. You know, if you if you let it go, you're going to accelerate. Well, it, you know, if you put everything on the altar to God or whatever it is, you're, the thing that God is asking to surrender this day, then there's a freedom that comes with that. Because, you know, if it's something God wants you to have, then he'll give it back to you. And let me give an example. You know, those of us that have families, you know, we feel a great responsibility, and so we should for the care of our families. Mm -hmm. But we have to remember that ultimately 
they're not our families, they're God's. Mm -hmm. You know, each soul Mm -hmm. is God's, and we're entrusted to them and so forth. And we think, well, you know, I better plan, and we do plan for our future, educating your children and so forth. But when you surrender your family to God, you're acknowledging that ultimately they are God's souls, not Mm -hmm. yours. And you trust that God will take care of them, and he may use you to be that instrument to take care of them. But it's not doesn't have to be you, yeah. in other words. So what I'm saying is we have a, a sense of responsibility, which is very good, but we have to remember that God first has that sense of responsibility for our families and for things in our world. So it's a, it's a positioning. It's a mindset. It's acknowledgement that God first, whether it's the will of God or whatever you have, your path, your service, the things that you thought so near and dear to you, are you willing to put to the altar and trust that God will return those things to you which are good and wonderful. It's not God wants to strip you of everything good and wonderful. No. He wants to spiritualize it all for you. Well, you remember we did a show, uh, The Will of God is Good. Oh, you know, yeah. And I think that that's a, a keynote to this whole mindset is the understanding, number one, the will of God is good. But number two is well, being willing to let go of attachment to outcome. Yeah, and I'm thinking, who's, <laughs> that's a toughie. who's the will of God master? That's El Moria. And what was his big test as Abraham? Put your son on the altar. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! How 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 much less are are our surrender options in oh, the course yeah. of a day? Oh, indeed. You know. And by the way, you you mentioned something when you were first answering the question, Sid, about the gifts giving and receiving. And one of the places where a lot of people get stuck is feeling that there's not enough to go around. You know that there's a limit to God's largesse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a pastor in a church in Massachusetts who recently made this decision to give his congregation money. Instead of taking a tithe or a donation, he assembled, I think, a thousand envelopes, and he had anywhere from $5 to $20 mm-hmm. in each one. Mm-hmm. And he gave them to his parishioners, and he basically said, this is something I want you to give. I want you to find a way to use this gift. This is seed money. Use it. To expand, and I thought about you know we've talked about the talents, the whole parable of you know will you hold on to it or you are you let it go, but it reminded me in reading that story, and I thought it was really kind of a happy story, quite successfully done, is that we have to be willing to understand that God's will is a flowing will. I mean, it's not something we could ever bottle up, try to capture, try to hold on to. It's dynamic. It's vital. You know, I mean, it's an acknowledgement that God is at the center. Yeah, and not our human conscious, so to speak. And I, I want to, just if I may, share one more aspect of surrender. Yes, you may. There are things that come <laughs> into our worlds that don't get resolved. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we get physical illness that we're not healed from. Sometimes we have a loss of family or loved ones that may be a tragedy, quite frankly, might not have been God's will. Mm-hmm. And part of seeking resolution for that and healing is surrendering. And I've reached a point in my life, we have a wonderful tool called the Surrender Rosary. Oh, thank you for mentioning and that. It's, yeah. it, it is so powerful. Where When I prayed and prayed and prayed about something, there was no resolution. I said, you know, the only thing I left to do is surrender it to God and really give it to God and my attachment to, to the outcome of my prayer. And when I started doing this, you know, the circumstances didn't necessarily change in my world, but I had a peace that came from surrendering it to God and the attachment, you know, God, you must heal me or God, you must find me a job or God, you must do this, whatever the, mm-hmm. the thing is. And so surrender does bring peace and trust that God will return to you those things that he wants you to have. And if we are willing to surrender and trust God, then it opens the door for him to do more. Oh, amen to that. And that's a perfect segue into what we're willing to give up to, to let go of in terms of attachments, forgiveness. 
Now that that uh, surrender that surrender rosary is available through the bookstore. And that's a good question. I think it's a booklet that can be purchased. It's a tape too. It's a, it's a, or a CD. A yeah. CD. Okay. Now. Well, then, yeah. Look, look. Go to tsl.org. Okay. And uh, in that search bar, if you find bookstore, uh, put in surrender rosary. Yeah. You could give it any time. It's extremely powerful. Yeah, and then well, you've got Mother Mary helping you. That's yeah. it. That's the other part yeah. I like about it. And that's a good ally <laughs> you know. to have any time. Anyway, so, we were segueing. That's okay. Into... We'll segue again. This is, we'll reseg. <laughs> Segway redux. Um, we're, well, we're talking about attachment. And one mm-hmm. of the things that people often are attached to is what they consider to be the wrongs that others have done to them, or in some cases, the wrongs they feel they've done to others that they're just, they cannot be forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know, forgiveness is a mindset that we have to bring to bear on everything where we're stuck because if we're stuck in a lack of forgiveness, as we said, I think your wife was one of the ones that last week, Joy, who said every physical disease, every mental disease can be tied back to a lack of forgiveness. Yeah. That is powerful. That is amazing. Not only is it a mindset, it's a physical, spiritual law of the universe. I mean, how many times did Jesus talk about forgiveness? If you want to be forgiven of your sins, you've got to forgive others. Yeah. How many times do you forgive someone? Seven times 70. When Jesus is on the cross, what did he say? Father, forgive them. Mm-hmm. So forgiveness is an absolutely key spiritual um, aspect of our, our, if we want to make any progress. And I want to say something here in terms of people that have suffered some of the most kind of heinous abuses physically yeah. and emotionally from other people. Mm-hmm. These are not easy things to forgive. And when you forgive, you're not saying what happened to you was okay and what they did was okay. What you're doing is you're forgiving the soul even though you're not necessarily, God will deal with the action. If this yes. person did something wrong, God will bring them the karma or the teaching to resolve that. But until you forgive them, you are tied to them. And as long as you're tied to them, you can't be truly free. Yeah. And so, so, so forgiveness brings up freedom. And it's, yeah, it's something you've got to work at. It's not always easy. But if you are unwilling to forgive, first of all, God will be unwilling to forgive you ultimately. And you can't make spiritual progress. You're stuck. Until you forgive, you're stuck. And I I think one of the teachings that was given was, you know, one person can prevent you from your ascension. If you don't forgive that person, you're going to have to keep re-embodying until you do. And so even though you may have balanced every other, done every other thing you need to make your ascension, if that's one person you haven't forgiven, you won't make it. Yeah, well, you know, in in an odd sort of way, I'm reminded of a story about Buddha. in terms of the concept of forgiveness, and he was sitting with his disciples, um, I guess, on the, sh- the shores of the, the banks of the Ganges. Mm-hmm. And um, some man, unknown to any of them, came up and very angrily shouted at Buddha and then spit on him. And Buddha very calmly looked up at the man and he said, what do you want to say? And the man was prepared for Buddha to get angry and respond, mm-hmm. react. His disciples jumped up and started to accost this man, and Buddha says, no, 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 no. He's only spit on his idea of me. That's not me. Mm. So you have to be able to take yourself out of those places where the hurts occur wow. and realize it's not, it's not you. Yeah. If you maintain that focus on your Christ self, your higher self, it, it, it cannot be assailed in that way. It's unassailable. Yeah, and I think also as part of this, when you have that forgiveness attitude, it doesn't make you a doormat. <laughs> not at all. You know, we're you not don't, pacifists. You don't, yeah, we're not pacifists. You don't allow wrong things to happen um, because, you know, you don't want to be angry or whatever. You know, you have to take a stand for the truth and for light. But 
you know, again, forgiveness like surrender is liberating. Oh, yeah. You know, you feel a freedom, a peace. You know, let's focus on God. I mean, some people live their entire lives revolved around something that happened to them. And that person that did that to them becomes their God. And so it's idolatry in one level. Let's focus on, let's let God take care of whatever happened to us, what the other person did. God will deal with them. You know, judgment is mine, saith the Lord. But focus on God for that freedom and healing, yeah. which we're all seeking. Remember, remember that Pope that went to the prison and forgave the, the man that shot at him? Oh, yes. That was uh, uh, Paul, Jean Paul II. Paul II, wasn't it? Yeah. Second. Yeah, yeah Aga or something. I forget. Yeah, I know. Well, and, but what a great example. I know. You know, I mean, I that know, we have the world put, to see. Well, we all have to put the mantle of yeah. forgiveness on it and not in the spotlight. Yeah. You know, it may be something we do in the secret chamber of our heart. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's And poor Violet Flame into it. If you have a relationship with somebody that, you know, you're really having trouble forgiving, pour Violet Flame into mm. it. It will heal you and it will heal, heal the other person. Well, you said it. It's liberating. Yeah. And that's the good news again here. And these mindsets are all aimed at freedom. Yeah. Victory. I mean, aren't, aren't you tired of being in bondage to this psychology, <laughs> to this karma, to these non-resolute things that are non-resolved in our conscious being world? A lot of people go to alcohol and drugs to avoid these things. Yeah. Take the other way. Go to the light, use the tools, and you will be ultimately free. Take the high road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of the high road is staying with us as we uh, take a break here. <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of minutes for our final segment. We'll continue with our discussion of forgiveness. And then the last question, can you keep your eyes on the prize? Stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. 
on The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Okay, gentlemen, I think before the break we were talking about forgiveness. And there's one point I would like to uh, reiterate, and that is this. Why forgive? And the reason that I frame it that way is that almost everything that we're liable to be forgiving, either in ourselves or others, is probably karmically related. In other words, we're getting the relationships that uh, we asked the karmic board for before we embodied. We're getting the parents. They're getting the kids. (laughs) You know, all these things that we are experiencing, there's no accident. These are things that we basically came on to deal with if, I mean, hopefully we had the wherewithal to do that. So, why forgive? Because if we don't, we're stuck. Yep. And, you know, karmically speaking, we're probably adding to the karma if we're not willing to forgive it. So, I just wanted to make that, that simple point again, that uh, forgiveness and karma and are inextricably twined. The longer we don't forgive, the greater the, the opposition or the momentum of not forgiving. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, that's why it becomes so difficult. And, you know, the, the saying that everybody asks, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, it's because of karma. Yeah. It could be 25,000 years ago on Atlantis yeah. you did yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not that same person anymore. You would never do that again, but you still have the karma to resolve itself. So, you know, when you have that attitude, it does help you to have the strength and the courage to keep moving on. Yeah. I'm reminded of something else, too, about the power of the, of the violet flame in particular to mitigate and help us balance our karma. And I think it was uh, Mrs. Prophet talking about one of her past embodiments where she was responsible for a fire. Right. And um, the karma that she had remaining, that she had to balance, ended up being she got burned her finger. Right. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, that, that it doesn't mean that what you did is going to come back to you in the same magnitude. If you're, if you're diligent. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you, then well, you well, have 10,000 lives to undo. She burned down a, a, a town a, or a something. village, yeah. Yeah. A village. Yeah. So that's how it can mitigate. But see, that's the difference of the violet flame. Because if, you, if it's not mitigated, it does come back in its full power. Yes. Right. You know, so that's why what we do matters. It's not just, well, you know, driving a car and you take the bumps as they come. you got to work on it if you don't want those bumps to throw you, you know, literally out of the car. Yeah, and if you ever catch yourself saying, oh, I just can't forgive him for that, change that statement right there and then. It's, I can forgive him for that. Start being positive about it. Because otherwise, like you said, the momentum just continues you know, to build. If you build. don't get along with a person and you say, oh, I just, you know, whether it's a husband or a wife or someone else, you know, if you don't get along with them, unless you forgive them, you're going to keep meeting that person in other embodiments. So, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's enlightened self-interest. It could be the proprietor down at the, down at the local store. You just, you just sense that there's something between you that's not harmonious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you just 
just start sending love and, and violet and, flame, and violet flame. Being you know, willing you can, to deal with it, embrace yeah, it, and yeah. move on from. And it. those things turn around. I mean, oh, I've boy. seen them in my own life. Yeah, you yeah. just start loving that person. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, um, we're down to our last mindset. Okay, at least the last of our six, and that is: Can you keep your eyes on the prize? When I was um, thinking about this before the show, I realized that one of the things that has been uh, problematic for me is thinking about these very highly evolved spiritual beings with great attainment who fell. Uh, you know, you start with the fallen angels and uh-huh. go down from there. Right. The people had enormous attainment, great, great light, and yet something was able to pull them off the path, pull them off the beam. So when we ask that simple question, can, can you keep your eyes on the prize? Well, ain't so easy that sometimes it takes a lot of diligent effort and focus to stay, keep your eyes on the prize because you're going to get a little opposition or um, the uh, nemesis, the fallen oh, angels. Jesus, are t- Jesus was tempted. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it starts at the top. <laughs> but you know what? You can overcome. You can overcome. What you man can. has done, man can do. And so, it, it, you know, we don't have to be afraid of this path, but we have to be serious about it and recognize it has its challenges, and we have to take advantage of the tools that have been given us. You know, I think it begins with understanding that we have a goal of life is to make our ascension. That's That's, the prize. That's the prize. And are we willing to position ourselves the way we live, the way we act, what we do, to get there? Mm -hmm. There are many, there are tens and thousands of people that have had the teachings of the Ascended Masters that have said, even, you know, I believe them, but they don't do anything. And, you know, (laughs) knowledge not used is worthless. In fact, you're making a karma because you don't use it. And so we have to understand we have the knowledge, the tools, and the opportunity for our eternal victory if we will understand it and work at it. It's not a passive undertaking. It's not just a meditation on the glories of God. It's facing your karma. It's invoking the violet flame on a daily basis. It's calling forth Archangel Michael and his protection, realizing there are pitfalls, there are tests. You are going to be challenged because you are choosing to uh, embody the light in your being. But it's a path that can be walked if we're willing to keep our eyes on the prize and not say, this is too hard. It takes too much effort. I'd rather sit on my couch and eat potato chips and watch something on TV. Well, yeah. they're not going anyplace. If you want to go someplace, you, you're going to be different from the rest of the world because they do not have their eyes on the prize, partly because they don't know about it, but you know about it. You know the tools that you need, the violet flame, the set of masters, I think, are the greatest guides there are to get there because they've done it. Yep. They've been here. Well, and, and we're going back to another theme that we've been developing throughout this show today, and that is that the joy, the blessing, the the, the uplifting liberation and freedom that you feel by doing this is is almost a reward in and of itself. I mean, that we are not talking about something that is onerous. We're talking about something that is freeing. It's, it's going to lighten your load. You know what? Your soul <laughs> is in pain. My soul has been in pain whenever I've turned my back on God. Oh, yeah. Because your soul knows the truth of all your embodiments. It knows it's not immortal until we do make our ascension. And when you start the homeward path, I can tell you, you are going to feel the joy of your soul. Oh, yeah. It's going to be something that you don't want to lose. You're going to be smiling all day long. <laughs> you know, one of the things that is really important to remember about this, too, is that a lot of people can state pretty clearly what they want. They can say, I want to be rich, or I want to be successful. And yet there is a level of subconscious programming perhaps working against that image or that, that focus. And you had mentioned something earlier in the break uh, between the segments, Sid, about remembering that self-hypnosis can be something that we should probably avoid 
because it'll tend to push us in the wrong direction, perhaps, or make us focus on the wrong aspect of what it is. Well, that we're again, trying, we're trying not to just achieve. programming at the computer of the mind here. It's recognizing that we're invoking the light of God and to the change in the will of God to change patterns in our psyche or whatever. So always include God in everything you say and do and you call for. Mm-hmm. And I want to add one more thing, if I can, about keeping your eyes on the prize. A lot of us in Western civilization have been programmed for, what, 1,500 years now that we're worthless sinners. You're not worthy to be an ascended master. You're not worthy to put on your Christhood. And even though we may at some levels reject that, it's really ingrained on in a lot of people. They feel guilty about it. I can't, how can I be a co-creator with God? I'm just, I'm just me. Well, challenge that once and for all. God in you is worthy. Your human conscience is never going to make the ascension. It's never going to be victorious. But God in you can be. Yes, I have sinned. I have made mistakes. But God in me is worthy of this path, is worthy of balancing my karma and returning to home, to his home, our home, in eternal life through our ascension. And you know what? It says in the Bible, God will remember your sins so more. So let's not make more to them than they are, yeah. but let's balance that karma and know that God in us is worthy of this path. And what a joyful realization that is. We're co-creators. God wants us. Yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> makes, this makes is the me best smile. news of all. I know. <laughs> well, speaking of, well, maybe this isn't good news. If you, <laughs> the, well, the news is we, we have to uh, bring our show to a close. We've already gone through another hour. Oh it's gosh. been, uh, I've had a great time. I hope you guys have too. Yeah, it's fun. This too. has been really good. And I want to thank Sid for being part of this three-legged stool. Terry, um, I guess I'll thank my inner self for making the choice to be here as well. <laughs> and uh, it really is, it's, it's a joy. It really truly is a liberating, freeing, victorious joy to bring this kind of stuff out because this is how, this is why we're doing this. This is what we live for. It's out there. This yeah. will take this, advantage yeah. of it. It's there. Yeah. This is our passion. Yeah, and I, I, I got to just—I mentioned this to you guys in the break too. I just heard a—it was really a funny story from Desmond Tutu, the uh, Cape Town, uh, South African, who Nobel Prize winner. He was talking about the missionaries coming to uh, Africa, and he said, "When the missionaries came, they came with Bibles. We had the land. They said, let us pray.' And so we all closed our eyes and we prayed. And when we opened our eyes again. They had the land. We had the Bible. <laughs> I just find that's a wonderful story. Anyway, thank you all for joining us today. We're so grateful that you're here and that you've been with us for as long as you have. And uh, remember, if you have any comments, uh, webradio at tsl.org. Send us your comments, please. We'd love to hear them. We'll answer you right away. We will. One of us will for sure. Yeah. So thank you all for being part of this show. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.